What is up, Steel Studians? Happy Wednesday, December 29, 2021. Only a few days left in 2021. And I'm so excited to be joining you here today. In these final days, hopefully you're getting your mind right, you're setting your goals. You've got a vision cast for a beautiful, spectacular, phenomenal new year. And I just want to say I'm so grateful that you're joining me here today on the study session, episode 193. As you can hear my voice, I'm still a little under the weather, but I'm pushing through, bringing it to you live here, another session, getting my mind right, getting ready to close out this Pittsburgh Steelers season. And at this point, we know that the playoffs are really not going to be in the Steelers' future. Sure, there's a mathematical chance. There's a fractional opportunity there, but that's probably not going to happen. The greatest hope for this team right now is getting Ben Roethlisberger two wins in the final two contests of his career, starting with his final home game as a Pittsburgh Steeler at Hinesfield Monday night. I want to start the show by just saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening to the sessions and the podcast, for reading my work, for sharing with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. You know, it's been a great year. This is the first year of the Still Study, and I'm so appreciative that I have such a wonderful audience, supporters like yourselves, who read, who listen. So please continue to share it helps me grow this site and something I'm committed to, something I'm passionate about. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Or you can comment directly on the website itself at the bottom of the articles. There's a comment section. If you hit me up with a question, comment, or feedback, I will include it on the show every Saturday. I do the Steeler Saturday mailbag. And basically, you drive the content for that day. So if you connect with me, rest assured, you will be on the show. So would love to see that happen. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. That podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. We record at the dark hour of 5 a.m. every Tuesday morning and post between 6 and 6.30 a.m., Jim is one of the goats of Pittsburgh Steelers coverage, having followed and covered the team since 1995. He tells it like it is, and you can check out the latest edition of the Still City Insider podcast linked in the show notes. So with the postseason more than likely a non-reality at this point, we have a few things to talk about. Obviously, yesterday on the session, I talked about Ben Roethlisberger's Curtain call at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, one final game. But today I wanted to spend some time talking about Najee Harris. And the fact that he is on the verge of breaking Franco Harris's rookie rushing mark that occurred in 1972 as a 14-game season. Harris ran for 1,055 yards. He averaged 5.6 yards per carry. And again, that was a great year. For Harris, a lot of big runs that Harris broke. But Najee is set to eclipse that. More than likely, it's going to happen against the Browns. And when the season concludes, he will be the all-time rookie rushing leader for the Steelers. Harris currently has 984 yards. The biggest difference between the two 
is Najee's only averaging 3.6 yards per carry, whilst Franco averaged 5.6. And a lot of people are making the argument that Najee is not going to be a great running back, that he's just going to be okay, that he's good. I'm here to tell you that that's false. I'm here to tell you, and I'm going to back this up, why Najee Harris is going to be a player that for the next several seasons, until the inevitability of the wear and tear on the running back position finally rears its ugly head, but he's going to be a dominant runner, and he's going to be one of the primary reasons this team stays in contention next year. So first of all, think about it like this. Harris is playing behind one of the worst offensive lines, especially when it comes to run blocking in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Think of how many plays you've saw this season, you've witnessed, where Harris gets the handoff from Ben Roethlisberger and is immediately met in the backfield by two or three defenders. How many times have you not only saw that, but saw Najee break out of those almost tackles and pick up two or three or four yards. He's had to create a lot on his own because there wasn't much there in terms of space. Sure, there were times where he misread the hole and went east and west as opposed to north and south. But to expect Harris to be able to chunk big plays behind that type of blocking is absurd. And despite that, he is going to own the rookie rushing record more than likely Monday night against the Cleveland Browns. Harris is also, he broke the rookie receiving record for number of receptions. He has 65 receptions right now, and that total is going to go even higher. He's probably going to be in the 70s by the time that game against the Ravens is over. So he's shown that he could be a dual threat, not just as a runner, but also as a pass catcher. And in terms of durability and dependability, Harris is leading the league all NFL players in terms of touches. And think about this. He hasn't missed a game. He hasn't missed a game. And oh yeah, let's take it a step further when we talk about dependability. The guy has yet to fumble the ball on as many touches as he's had. So ponder this for a moment. Let's say, and this better happen this year, it needs to. Let's say that the Steelers organization gets serious about the running game and realizes that it's got to start up front on that offensive line with guys who can block. Let's say that they bring in one or two strong free agents. Let's say that they commit to an interior lineman or a tackle in the first or second round of the draft. What does that do to this running game? And what can Harris do running behind that type of offensive line? If he was able to generate the yardage that he did this year behind what was basically 
and non-existent offensive line, what can he do behind even just an average set of blockers? So I'm hearing a lot of talk out there that Harris is average. He's okay. He's good. But I think people are selling him short. This is a guy who plays with a lot of passion and commitment. He loves the game. He lives the game. Look no further than him leaping a Chiefs defender late in the fourth quarter in a game that was already at hand and then later on lowering lowering his shoulder into contact. The guy loves football. He's a gamer. Sure, he hasn't had a lot of big runs that he's broken off yet. But who would behind this group of offensive linemen that contains the like of rookie Kendrick Green, whom every other play is being driven into the backfield or ends up on the ground. Another rookie at left tackle who is just trying to find his way. And then a collection of unproven guys and Chooks core for John LeGlue, Kevin Dotson, he's been hurt the past few games, and even Trey Turner, he's very inconsistent. His best days are behind him. So I will say this, and I do believe this, the Steelers will improve that offensive line for next season. And Najee Harris will be one of the primary reasons this team can stay in contention for the postseason in 2022. There's no reason to believe that Harris can't run for 1,500 yards behind an average offensive line. And he's going to be a player. He's going to be a star for this team in this city for years to come. So if you're looking for reasons to be optimistic moving forward about this Pittsburgh Steelers team, in future seasons. Look no further than Najee Harris running behind a much, much improved offensive line in 2022. And then you'll really see what can happen and how a team can transform when you have a solid runner behind a solid group of blockers. We need something positive to look forward to. And that's one thing I'm giving you here on one of these final days of 2022. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 193 of the study session. My gratitude to you. Please continue to share my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. And check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, the Still City Insider Podcast. It is linked in the show notes. Enjoy these final days of 2022. And remember... Life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace.